بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته Dear brothers, here we are continuing to discuss the case of monotheism Tawheed, the case that we are all required by Allah wa Ta'ala and by His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to study, follow and call for. When we see how Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam practiced this case, the case of monotheism, then we understand that the life of the whole nation will not be in the right track, the right path, unless they follow Muhammad in every case, especially the case of monotheism and Tawheed. Tawheed actually is talking about how to deal with Allah, how a Muslim is supposed to deal with his Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the creator of everything, the sustainer of everything, the owner of everything subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he is subhanahu wa ta'ala created us for a certain reason. He created us, created jinn for one reason, clear reason. As he told us in the last ayah, or the last few ayahs of Surah Al-Dariyat, he subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنْسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ in Arabic language, if you have negative, then exception, then you understand that this exception is the only thing. وَمَا خَلَقْتُ إِلَّا So it means he created us only for, only for worshiping. And what comes to do the worshiping, whatever we need for doing this worshiping, it is part of it. Can we live without eating or drinking? No. Can we live without sleeping? No. Then all of these are included. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to live his life like a human being because he was not an angel. He was a human being. But he was also a messenger of Allah. Wa ta'ala. Then he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam performed this tawheed exactly as Allah told him. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let's see this. Piece by piece how he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did it how he wanted sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to do it and love of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is to follow him claiming the love is easy but practicing love is not so easy listen to the Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala he is telling us قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهِ yes you love Allah you love the Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam follow him that's the meaning of the ayah Follow him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then Allah will love us. And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also will love us when he meets us. And he loves us before he sees us sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as he said in the other hadith. Right. Tonight we have this chapter talking about if someone asks the other one to do something for him by the name of Allah. I don't know if this is used in some other languages, but in Arabic it's a lot. They say, أَسْأَلُكَ بِاللَّهِ Or as we mentioned in the hadith, brief, long time away, hadith, that the three people who were, one of them is blind, the other one is, his skin is, is with a disease, and the other guy was uh, very poor and so on, and sick. So within, Allah Taala sent them an angel. And the angel in the end of the hadith was asking each one of them by saying, أَسْأَلُكَ بِاللَّذِي خَلَقَكَ أَسْأَلُكَ بِاللَّذِي أَعْطَاكَ so he is asking him by Allah wa ta'ala. Now if someone happens to us, that someone comes to us and asks us by Allah name, by the name of Allah wa ta'ala, then we are supposed to give him what he asked. But that is of course with conditions. Let's see these conditions and see how this case is going to be with us inshallah wa ta'ala. First of all, as usual, we will say what is the relation between this chapter and the case of monotheism or tawheed, kitab al-tawheed. Actually, the relation comes from rejecting what's asked by the name of Allah wa ta'ala is insulting the name of Allah wa ta'ala. So in this case, it's very dangerous if someone comes and asks something 
you are allowed to give him and it's not going to hurt you, then you reject it. That could be some kind of insulting the name of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Upon the hadith of Muhammad Rasulullah, which is going to, we're going to discuss later on. Asking could be in two ways. By adding the name of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala in the request. As you mentioned just a minute ago, As'aluka billah, I ask you by the name of Allah, by the name of Ar-Rahman, by the name of Ar-Rahib, by the name of Al-Quddus, and so on. This is one way. The other way, to ask something in the Sharia which is allowed. And not by the name of Allah, actually he is asking something which is allowed in this deen, like he is asking of Sadaqah. He is poor and he says, give me from Zakat. And we know Zakat is to be given only to the eight kind of people Allah mentioned in that ayah إِنَّمَا الصَّدَقَاتُ لِلْفُقَرَاءِ وَالْمَسَاكِينَ وَالْعَامِلِينَ عَلَيْهَا وَالْمَلَّفَةِ قُلُوبُهُمْ وَفَرِّقَابِ وَالْغَارِمِينَ وَفِي سَبِيلَ لَهُمْ لِلْسَّبِيلِ Eight. Eight kind of people are only these people are allowed to take from Zakat. Rest are not. So if one of these eight kinds, a person came and said that I am poor or maskeen or mujahid and so on, then he deserves Zakat. Then we will give him zakah because he is asking by the sharia of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala so he will be given in this case <clears throat> a question comes in here is it allowed? is it allowed to ask by the name of Allah? actually generally asking for anything is not good it's dislike makruh as they say in Arabic if you remember ulama they say the yani, judgments in fiqh are five haram, makruh, mubah mustahab, sunnah sunnah mustahab awajib sunnah is mustahab see, awajib these are five now where are we putting this case of asking it's makruh it's not haram but it's makruh it's not mubah it is makruh makruh actually dislike is the person who leaves it is rewarded the person who does it is not punished vice versa of sunnah or mustahab the person who does it is rewarded the person who does, uh, does not do it is not going to be punished right the other question is is it a must to answer if someone asks me by the name of Allah do I have to give him a hiyah? Actually, if he asks regular, yeah, first, first two cases actually here. The first case is that if he asks a regular request to give him money, to give it, yeah, uh, but he is going to use this money in a prohibited thing. You know, this guy is a, a drug addict or alcoholic or doing bad things. And he asks you by the name of Allah to give him money to use it in that, as you know that he don't use it, don't give it. Don't give him. But he used the name of Allah and Muhammad in the Hadith of Lucina that he told us, don't let him go. Give him what he wants. No. In this case we have exception and because there are some other evidences of Quran and Sunnah telling us not to do. And we'll see this later on, inshaAllah. The other one is, or the second point of this question, this answer of this question, if he asked by the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he, you know that he is not going to use this in bad things, then you should give it. Upon the hadith we have mentioned, we will see inshallah in the here. The hadith is this, and Ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma, and when we say Ibn Umar, they are two. Ibn Umar, Ibn, that son of Umar, his name is Abdullah, Abdullah ibn Umar. So we don't say radiallahu anhu, no, we say radiallahu anhuma, two of them. Abdullah is Sahabi, and also his father Amr ibn Khattab is Sahabi. Let's say Ibn Abbas, radiallahu anhuma. Abdullah ibn Amr ibn Aaf, radiallahu anhuma. Because he and his father also were Sahaba. So he say radiallahu anhuma. Ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma said that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, in Arabic version to say, because that's the way it should be busy, Man sa'ala billahi fa'a'atuh. Whoever asked, by the name of Allah, give him. And here is an order. 
And the order of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam must be done. Whoever does not do it is sinful. Right. But with the exceptions we said. With the exceptions we mentioned before. ومن استعاذ بالله فأيدوه whoever asks refuge by, by the name of Allah تبارك وتعالى give him that the best example of that was Muhammad to Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم he married a lady and when he in the first night came to take his wife the first night she made استعاذه and she said, A'udhu Billahi Mink. Now, upon this hadith, he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, Okay. I give you the refuge. Khala. You have asked the refuge of Allah, I give it to you. Go back to your home. Of course, she did this not because she doesn't like Muhammad. But this, this woman was yani, not familiar to Sharia. She was just new in this deal. So she thought this is a way to protect herself from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam she made it by a mistake so he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stopped the sharia now in here she asked refuge from Allah from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam take your refuge you have the refuge go back to your father so if someone comes and asks and say a'udhu billahi mink ah there are some exceptions of course in here it's not open if he is saying a'udhu billahi mink and you are a policeman to catch him because he's doing a robbery or he's killing someone say, oh, so you leave him oh, that's not the way if he's stealing or killing or hurting someone or trying to do bad things and he say oh, can you leave him no but if it's the case that a regular dunya thing can say oh, upon this hadith and he sallallahu said in the same hadith whoever invites you accept his invitation but there, is, uh, these are, there are conditions of that, we'll come to them in a, in a minute. وَمَنْ صَنَعَ إِلَيْكُمْ مَعْرُوفًا فَكَافِئُوهُ Whoever make a favor for you, give him something for this favor. The verified Azhaf, he told us what to do. فَإِنْ لَمْ تَجِدُوا مَا تُكَافِئُوهُ If you don't have anything to give him, فَادْعُوا لَهُ حَتَّى تَرَوْا أَنَّكُمْ قَدْ كَافِئْتُمُوهُ Make dua for him. Somebody gave you a gift and you cannot give him something for this gift for any reason, then you will make dua for him. You make enough dua for him that you feel that you have already given him for his gift a good dua. Back to the case of da'wah because this is a, so many brothers are asking about the case of da'wah. Do I have to answer this da'wah, do I have to accept the da'wah, do I have to go to this invitation? Somebody invites me. Do I have to go? Upon this hadith, yes, you must go. But what are the conditions? There are conditions, there are restrictions. But let's take them by one. First one, you must answer, uh, accept this invitation and list. This guy is one of the people who are, Muslims are supposed not to talk to him. For he's, for he's doing some bad things. Like what? In times of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you remember the story of the three Sahaba who did not go with him to Tabuk battle. Marara ibn al-Rabi' Ka'b ibn Malik and the third one, I forgot his name. These are three Sahaba did not go with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for, for this battle, although he told everybody to go. Then they felt sorry for doing this, so when he came back, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was told, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, by Allah, to tell all sahaba not to talk to them. Then again, he was told by Allah ta'ala to tell them to leave, keep away their wives. Not to divorce them, but keep them away. All of this just to make them feel how big things they have made. Now, during this period, all Sahaba are not allowed to talk to these people. So in this case now, if this one of these people made invitation, he made a party and made invitation to people, to his other Sahaba as an example, they are not allowed to accept his invitation. Bring this story now back to here. Now if you have one of your Muslim brothers who is doing bad things and you have already explained to him that this is haram, this is totally haram, maybe it's a major sin, he is drinking alcohol or he is using drugs or he is taking bribes 
so on. And you have already advised him and explained to him this is not halal, it's not allowed, but he is still going on, then you are not allowed to accept his invitation. Okay? Now, second condition to make accepting or to, to make the person, uh, it's a must to accept his invitation, that there is no, nothing munkar or bad in the invitation place. Example, somebody invited you into a wedding party. That wedding party is going to have music and songs and dancing. Then you are not allowed to accept the invitation. Unless, again another exception, an exception unless you are capable of stopping this munkar. If you have yani, the power, whether you are a respected person among the whole uh, people who are in the, in the uh, wedding party or so on, and if you say wrong, stop this, then you should go, you must go. Because you can't stop this wrong thing which is done in the... But if you think that nobody will listen to you, or most of them will not listen to you, and nobody will not going to stop the music, or whatever wrong thing they are doing, smoking cigarettes, or smoking this, or they are doing these bad things, and they are not going to listen to you, then you are not allowed to accept the invitation. Third condition to accept the invitation is that the inviter should be a Muslim. If he is not a Muslim, it is not a must for you to accept the invitation. But that does not mean that you can go. It's not haram to go if the inviter is a kafir, especially if you think that this kafir may accept Islam one way or another. What's the proof? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was invited by a Jew, and he went to his house and he ate with him. He ate with him. But Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he's doing this not for food, or enjoyment, or friendship. He was doing this sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, for accepting, for calling this person to Islam. And maybe you remember the story of that uh, Yahudi Jewish child used to serve Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in his house, and Muhammad missed him for a few days, he did not come. So he went to his house to see what's the problem. And he found him very sick and his father is there, the father of the Jew, child. So that child was really actually dying. He is leaving dunya. So Muhammad told him, say la ilaha illallah. And the child looked to his father, that he's asking him, should I? And the father said, yes. Yes? Subhanallah wa bihamdah. Allahu Akbar. So the child said that, Ashhadu Allah wa Muhammad Rasulullah, and he died. And Muhammad Rasulullah left the, the, the house of that Jew, Habi, because this child was saved from her fire because of this shahada. Now just to take a look, take a look at this case, this story now. The father is telling his son to accept La ilaha illallah, and he's not accepting. Ishhada. This really gives us clear point that these two are the worst nation in this world. They know the truth and they reject it. Christians, they didn't know it. And they reject it. But Jews, they know the truth and they reject it. They know the truth like they know their children, their children. So they rejected it. Why? Because of the jealousness. They didn't want this deen because it is from Arabs. Because the messenger is not from Bani Israel. And I told you before the story of that two leaders of uh, Jew in Medina, Hiyay ibn Akhtab and his brother Yasser. Hiyay Akhtab, by the way, is the father of our mother, Safiya. Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam married their daughters later on and she, after she accepted Islam. Hiyay ibn Akhtab was a leader of Jew in Medina. And when Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam immigrated to Medina in the Hijrah, Huyay ibn Akhtab and his brother Yasser came to see Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to see is what he's saying true or not. And they have enough description in their Torah about Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And they came and looked to him and they knew that he is. When they are back to their house, Yasser asked Huyay because he was elder. Is he the guy? And is he the messenger we have in our Torah, our book? He said yes. Subhanallah. Now he's supposed to accept Islam. No. So he's asked, Yasser asked his elder brother, Huyay, what do you have for him? He said, 
I will be his enemy as long as I am alive. لا إله إلا الله إيش هذا؟ Strange verses, strange nation. This you are strange nation. They know the truth. They know they are sure one hundred percent of it. Still they are rejecting it. لتجدن أشد الناس عداوة للذين آمنوا اليهود والذين أشركوا. These are the worst enemies. The Muslims now they want to make friendship with this Jew just because they are from the West. But the fourth condition to accept the invitation of a person that you know that his income is not from haram ways. A guy is selling bad things, haram things, a guy is working in a bank, a guy is getting money from يعني, uh, selling drugs or selling this, you are not allowed to accept his invitation. No, you are not allowed at all. Right. The fifth condition is that this, uh, accepting this invitation will not result into leave something more important in this deen about it. Like if you suppose you are going for Umrah and for, or for Hajj or something must and you have an invitation, whom should I go to? Very clear now, you have to go to the Umrah or Hajj, especially if it's a must, it's the first time. And, of course, not only Umrah and Hajj, anything you are supposed to do. Somebody is inviting you and you, saw, you know that this invitation will be in the time of Salah, Salah al-Jama'ah. They all have to leave Salah al-Jama'ah to, to accept or uh, answer this invitation? No. Sixth condition to accept the invitation is do not have any يعني, uh, effect, bad effects on the person who is accepting. Like he is, he is in duty. Especially if he is working in shift system. You know, he is working in shift, second shift system like from uh, 3 o'clock in the evening until 11 o'clock in the, in the evening. And he has this invitation. Then he says, well, should I drop my duty tonight and go or should I go to my duty? If he cannot have an excuse, he must go to his duty and leave the invitation. He's not, he doesn't have to go to the invitation. These are just conditions made by ulama to see how to, to, to bring the evidences of Quran and Sunnah together. This is a hadith in here that you must accept the invitation and go. And these other evidences to tell us, you, are, you must, but there are some conditions you are not, or exceptions you are not, you don't have to do this any time. Unless you have the, the conditions. One thing to put in mind that using the name of Allah wa ta'ala should not be in everything. Yani, we're not supposed to go and everyone, I ask you why Allah to do this for me. I ask you. Do, Yani this is some kind of insulting the name of Allah You may use this in, in certain important, very important cases, yes, but not all. Some people get, get the habit of using it anytime. Anytime he wants to force people to do things to him, he just go and ask him by Allah. I ask you by Allah, I request you by Allah. Yaki, don't put people in trouble, yeah. Sometimes you, they cannot do this, maybe they don't want, maybe they have something more important and so on, so don't put them in trouble. Also, this is going to, yani, Disrespect the name of Allah Taala among people. Especially the, the, the people who are using the name of Allah are good people like you. They go and they just push people with this. Then the name of Allah Taala to people who say, "Khalas." No, even you come and say, "I ask you, Allah," they do. They don't care. That's really insulting and yeah, making people disrespect the name of Allah Taala. That's the chapter number fifty-five. Uh, the second chapter, I mean, 56, is related to this chapter because in different way, actually in different way, and we, so we'll discuss it also tonight, so we'll close the case of asking by the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The chapter number 56 is talking about nothing but paradise should be asked for by Allah's face. Ah, there is, it's not by the name of Allah now, it's the case of the face of Allah. And faith of Allah is another, uh, an, an attribute of Allah, a quality of Allah Taala mentioned in Quran and Sunnah. 
We'll discuss this point actually because a lot of people may have some misunderstandings on it. First of all, what's the relation of this chapter to Tawheed? Or Kitab al-Tawheed or the book of Tawheed? To glorify Allah wa ta'ala, to glorify the face of Allah wa ta'ala, means that we are not supposed to... It is a Tawheed. Part of the names and qualities or names and attributes of Allah wa ta'ala, which is the third sect of Tawheed. Tawheed, if you remember, we discussed before, Tawheed actually uh, is three sects. The Lordship side of Tawheed, Al-Rububiyya. The Worship side of Tawheed, which is Al-Uluhiyya. The names and qualities or attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sect, which is the Asma wa Sifat side of Tawheed. So, this is talking about the Asma wa Sifat, which is the names and qualities or attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one of the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is mentioned in the Quran and Sunnah is the case of the face of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. How is this happening to ask by the face of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala? In two ways. Or it has two meanings. It could be used one, it could be both, okay, it could be one of them the, the correct one. Let's see, listen to them. First one to ask people by the face of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Anything. To ask people by the face of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not allowed. Whatever you ask from people, don't use the, the face of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ah, no, this is not the same, the, the last, the previous chapter, when he talked about using the, the name of Allah. Here he is using the face of Allah. Okay, so it's not allowed to, to ask people by the face of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself by his face, is allowed only if, if you are asking for Jannah, not for dunya cases. Yani, you are praying and you want to ask Allah Jannah, you ask Allah, you can ask Allah by His face. Who said so? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as you see, inshallah, in the hadith he mentioned later on. The hadith which is mentioned in this is narrated by Al-Bukhari. Rahimahullah, he said that Rasulullah said, When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descended, قُلْ هُوَ الْقَادِرُ عَلَىٰ أَنْ يَبْعَثَ عَلَيْكُمْ عَذَابًا مِّنْ فَوْقِكُمْ Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, أَعُوذُ بِوَجْهِكَ أَعُوذُ بِوَجْهِكَ I seek refuge by your face. Talking to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. أَوْ مِنْ تَحْتِ أَرْجُولِكُمْ he said, أعوذ بوجهك صلى الله عليه وسلم أو يلبسكم شيعة ويضيق بعضكم بأس بعض He said, وسلم, هذه أهون This is easy or this is easier So he صلى الله عليه وسلم In this hadith in Bukhari He said clearly and made dua clearly To Allah سبحانه وتعالى That he seek refuge by the face of Allah That's in Bukhari Okay, not a weak hadith or something Let's see the case of confirming the faith. Actually, this hadith mentioned in this chapter is only one hadith and it's weak. Ah, here comes the point now. Somebody will say, okay, a complete chapter, only one hadith that's weak. What's the use of this? Very easy, very simple. You will see that this hadith is talking about a case, but the case itself is in the Quran and Sunnah also. The author maybe he brought this, just this hadith for one case, but there are a lot of evidences about this case. If, if you come to, to convince some people that Allah has a faith by this hadith, they say this is weak. We cannot accept it. No, we have, we have, there's a lot of eyes talking about the case of the faith of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. Listen to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Qasr, ayah number 88, Yani, except the face of Allah. Others are done, finished. And he says, Subhanahu wa ta'ala, also in, in, in Surah Al Ra'd, number 22, ayah number 22, Walladina sabaru bhtigaa wajhi rabbihim. Waj. And Muhammad Sallam in the briefest hadith, he said, A'udhu bi wajhika. Now, some groups, some misled groups in Islam, they said, we cannot accept that Allah has a faith. Why? 
Why don't you accept? They say, if we say Allah has a face, we are likening Allah to his creatures because his creatures have faces. What? This is wrong understanding. We said before, we gave always this example and say, you know that the horse has a face. And the chicken has a face. And the ant has a face. Right? Right. Is the, are these faces are the same? Of course not. But if these all creatures and their faces are not the same, what about the face of Allah wa ta'ala? And Allah wa ta'ala said in his holy book clearly, لَيْسَ كَمِثْلِهِ شَيْءٍ Nothing like him. And since he said it in his book that he has a face, since Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the best person ever walked on earth, the best person knows about his Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala, said, أَعُوذُ بِوَجْهِكَ why do people come and say, no, no, we cannot accept this because this is likening? Allahu Akbar, ya Allah, subhanAllah. When people try to use their minds against the Quran and Sunnah. This is different. Clear, very clear. Allah has a face, alhamdulillah. What's the problem? Laysa kamithrihi shay. Means whatever description, whatever quality, whatever attribute mentioned in Quran and Sunnah about Allah wa ta'ala, they are totally different than any other description of a human beings or any creation. Totally. Nothing like him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. How is his face? Wrong question. Very wrong question. We don't ask how. Because Allah did not tell us, Muhammad didn't tell us how, so we don't ask how. Enough for us to believe that he, subhanahu wa ta'ala, has a face. Doesn't mean that he has no how in here. There is a how, but we don't know it. How is his hand? We didn't know it, but it's there. There is a hand and there is a how for that hand, but we didn't know it because he's not tell us. So we have to differentiate between the the quality or attribute and its how. It's how in here we don't know it. It's there. It's there. But we didn't know it. Because the one the only one who tells us about him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, is Allah. And he doesn't tell us how is his hand. Is it with five fingers or not? Is it with this? We don't know. He did not tell us. We, he did not tell us also how is his face. Is it with two eyes and nose and this? He did not tell us. So we believe that he has a face, and we believe it is somehow there is a face in this description, but we didn't know it. Because he did not, subhanahu wa ta'ala, tell us. And Muhammad did not tell us, so we stop in here. Alhamdulillah. We didn't have to do much of headache around, or to go and reject these qualities or descriptions or attributes, or twist these. Some of these mystic groups, they say, we don't reject that he has a face, but we say this means a grace of Allah. Why you twist it? Why you change from face to grace? Face and grace, they are close in the spelling, but they are not close in the case of meaning. He told us he has a face and he told us he has a ni'mah. Why you put this together now? This is a face and this is a ni'mah. This is great, diverse. So in this case now, Ahlul Sunnah wa Jama'ah, the Muslims, the followers of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, take this as it came in this book of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala and hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And stop, period. Khalaf. No need to go and look around. No need to use our minds in these cases, things that we cannot use our minds in it. We can use our minds in making new things, mobiles, cars, airplanes, whatever. We can use our minds to study Quran and Sunnah. But we cannot use our minds to know how it's Allah. This, our mind cannot. لا تدركه الأبصار وهو يدركه الأبصار. And the Prophet said, ولا يحيطون به علما. No way. No way. He did not tell us, we cannot know. We cannot know at all. So we stop here. It's enough for us to believe, Alhamdulillah. Allah told us that He has a face, we believe it. Muhammad Sallallahu believed it. So we are following us Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And we believe that He has Allah's face. And Allah, we ask Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to refuge of His face. A'udhu bi-wajhik. A'udhu bi-izzatillahi wa qudratah. Ah, so we are using what Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used. And we do this, when we do this, we are on the track of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But if we go around, try to find out other outlets, then we are blamed. We are blamed. And that's what happened to these groups. They have to run away around and they really face the problem 
Clearly. <coughs> the hadith which is mentioned in Abu, Abu Dawood and we said that Al-Bani said it's weak but let's see what's the meaning of this hadith actually Abu Dawood mentioned it in his book As-Sunan Sunan Abu Dawood he said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or Jabr narrated that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said لا يسأل وجه الله إلا الجنة we're not supposed to ask by the face of Allah Taala except the Jannah. Why? Because the face of Allah Taala is respected, very respected, and we're not going to use the face of Allah Taala in dunya or in, in little things. The highest thing is Jannah after the satisfaction of Allah Taala. Is Allah? We ask by the face of Allah. Others know. That's the meaning of the hadith in this, and that, inshallah, will give us the conclusion of the dars tonight. If you have any questions, I will be happy to hear from you. Yeah, you can use it. That's why you can use anything else. Huh? أسألك بوجهك الجنة. اللهم إني أسألك بوجهك الجنة. By the way, this leads us to the point. Okay, maybe this, I missed this one. The case of tawassul. What is tawassul? You remember that we have discussed this before. Let's just take a quick review of it. Tawassul is using a wasila. Wasila means something will get you to your Both. How did you come to this masjid? What was your wasila? Your leg. You came by your feet. Or by your car. This is the wasila here. It's the use of a means. A use for a means. And we are required upon the words of Muhammad the, the ayah of Allah Taala in his holy book. He told us, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu attaqullaha wa bitaqu ilayhi al-wasila. Wasila here. We are required to find the wasila to satisfy Allah so he will answer our calls. Don't mix this wasila with the case of wasila in dua after adhan. Be careful. This is a wasila and this is a wasila. Wasila and after dua after adhan, you know, you hear adhan and you can say with the muadzin the same way. Okay, then when he finishes, say, Allahumma rabbah li da'wati al-tama wa salat al-qaima. Aati Muhammadan al-wasila wal-fadila. This is not the case we're talking about. This is a level or area in Jannah should be only for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But the tawassul and wasila we're talking about is the case that is mentioned in this ayah. Ya ayyuhaladhiyya namattakullahu wa bittahu ilayhi al-wasila. Means that you are supposed not to ask Allah directly. Yani directly Allah give me this. You are allowed. But it's better to say, to use wasila. To make your correspondent by Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. What is this wasila? So many. You can use the wasila by his name. Ya Rahman, irhamni. Ya Ghafoor, ghafirli. You can use the wasila face of Allah. أسألك بوجهك. This is wasila. You can use your good deeds. And that happened when the Muhammad told us in the hadith about these three cave men who went in the cave and they were clothed with the, with the rock. Long story you remember. But we have a problem in here. Some Muslims, they leave all of these permissible tawassul and wasila and they go to the narrow impermissible tawassul. Because shaitan is smart, he wants to drive them to do this gate to polytheism and Jahannam. Don't you remember that Muhammad that Allah, that Allah told us that Iblis, he said to Allah wa ta'ala, in Quran, فَبِعِزَّتِكَ لَأَغْوِيَنَّهُمْ أَجْمَعِينَ Ah, so he swore to Allah wa ta'ala to drive us all with him to Jahannam. To make us in the wrong way. Now who is the smart guy to follow his enemy and his enemy's advice? Subhanallah. Now, in this case, using Gotawassul of high rank of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ah, this is the most wrong thing happening among Muslims, thinking that if they do this, they are respecting Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wrong. Wrong. This is not a respect of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In fact, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not like this, and he, he doesn't accept it. Who knew the deed after Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the best? Sahaba, especially the four Khalifa, Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Ali, see Abu Bakr, uh, see Umar, how did he do with this? He did Tawassul once with Al-Abbas. Ah, again, this hadith or this incident or this event is used by the misled people to say that it's allowed to make Tawassul by persons. Take the story quickly. 
one year or after for some years rain was stopped by Allah wa ta'ala in the Medina area for some time that they, there's no more plantations and this and that so we have a sunnah to make istisqa ask for rain so Amr ibn Khattab he was a khalifa at that time took Muslims outside of the town for making this salah then he said Ya Allah we used to ask Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to call you for us for rain be careful we used to ask Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to call you for us for rain is he is calling Allah for us be careful he's not the linger here calling Allah for not calling Allah through not calling Allah by not calling someone other than Allah no calling Allah directly for now listen to the rest of the hadith and now Omar was saying the meaning of what he said and now we are asking you by the call of Al-Abbas or by Al-Abbas to give us rain now actually if you read the Arabic version of this hadith you see that he said he asked you by Al-Abbas here comes the problem those people who do not understand the Arabic language they think that he's saying that we are calling you through Al-Abbas or by Al-Abbas himself wrong How, why you say wrong why Arabic clearly say that he's calling, uh, we are calling you by Al-Abbas because if you complete the hadith you will find out he, then he said Umar al stand up Al-Abbas, call Allah ah this clears the hadith now the misled people they throw this away they don't want to keep it with the hadith they say no no, we don't want this why a hadith? because this will show how wrong they are because they want to use this to say yes we can call Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Even if it's this way, <coughs> why didn't, yani, can we compare between Al-Abbas and Muhammad of course not. Why didn't Umar ibn Khattab go ask Allah by Muhammad of He is in Medina. He is dead yet, but he is dead. Why Umar of Allah did that say, Ya Allah, we ask you by Umar, by, sorry, by Muhammad of Allah to give us rain? Because Muhammad of is dead. Then he is not supposed to call Allah by anybody. Anybody's rank. Now he is calling Al-Abbas to call Allah. So there is, there is a way permissible to be done. You can, you can ask Allah by a call of a person, good person. Suppose you have a child who is sick or you are tired or something is wrong to happen to you or to the family and you go to a very good guy. MashaAllah, very good worshiper. You say, please make dua for me for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is allowed. It's allowed. And of course not in openly. This is a permissible question. But to ask Allah by a high rank of a person, wrong. Why? Because the high rank of the person is for him, not for us. Like if you say, this guy is rich, millionaire, I will ask this guy to give me 1,000 riyal. What's the connection here? This guy is another guy. He will tell me, go and ask that guy, he's the millionaire, not me. That's the case. So why there is no connection between the high rank of a person and the person who is called? So we should do what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us clearly and ordered us clearly in his holy book by saying subhanahu wa ta'ala وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمْ اُدْعُونِي أَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ Whether they call me through or call me by or call my slave such and such No, he said اُدْعُونِي Call me So we should call And calling him here, as we said, we can call him subhanahu wa ta'ala with his name, best name, his best qualities. We can call him subhanahu wa ta'ala by our iman. We can call him subhanahu wa ta'ala by our state. As Musa alayhi salam did, when he just show up his state to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he's not asked anything, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can see him very clear. The way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he was, hurt in Ta'if and he came back to Mecca and he was so tired and sick and bleeding then he sat down sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he gave that hadith and you remember presenting his state sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to his lord subhanahu wa ta'ala that's a way of tawassul 
No money uh, permissible to us to be done and easy, but the problem that when Muslims leave all of this and go to the narrow polytheism tawassu. And they go and they make tawassu by such and such khalandar baba. Ish hada ya. A dead person, what's he going to do for you? The dead person needs you, ya. What do you do when you go to the graveyard? You make, you call Allah for them, they need your dua. They need your, they are already done, but Muhammad Hassan told us that when a person is dead, his deeds are stopped, right? Except for three cases as you remember. Now, this person who did your father, your grandfather, your, your, your fantastic mutawwa, fantastic alim who died before and you love him and he needs your dua. He cannot make dua for you. He cannot be shafi' for you to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's impossible. Even Muhammad sallallahu even Muhammad sallallahu and be careful. Because Muhammad sallallahu although we love him and we respect him, he told himself that Muhammad sallallahu that he doesn't have shafa'a now. In clear hadith in Bukhari, he told us that we will have shafa'a uzma in the judgment day. And you know the story when he talked about the shafa'a. Now, this is the case. This is the case, brothers. Our problem that we sometimes think with our emotions, not with our minds. We love Muhammad so much love, then we go and make mistakes by calling Muhammad or calling Allah by the high rank of Muhammad This is a very, very strange thing that's happening among Muslims and Shaitan is very happy. Shaitan is very happy because he's driving Muslims in the wrong track. We love Muhammad Yes, we do. We, we must love Muhammad more than ourselves. But, this love should be in the right way. We love him by following his sunnah. He told him, Follow me, Allah will love you. Follow me, Allah will love you. Ah, will love you, yes, if you follow Muhammad only. But to say, Well, I love you, Ya Rasulullah. No, 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 bad it. I love you, Ya Rasulullah. Read the Quran, bad it. What kind of love is this? This is just a claim. I can't claim everything. I can't, well, I, listen guys, I, I am, I am multi-millionaire. I have one, zero, 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 millions on my... This is just a claim. Is it true? Not true. It's easy to say. So also I can claim that I love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He is the best person I love, but I am not following his sunnah. Big lie. Big lie. The true, the true, the true love for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is to follow his sunnah. He told us to do things, we have to do. And if you, if you tell your father, Allah, you are my, my best father, MashaAllah, you are, save my son, go and do this for me, that is. What kind of love is this? This is just words to say. Just give him words to let him go. And question. Sheikh, we have a question here. Go ahead. Uh, Relating to our topic. Uh-huh. Uh, brother is asking that he has checked with the Sheikh uh-huh. how to honor an invitation from a Muslim brother. Mm-hmm. who is working in the bank okay and the sheikh replied that that the haram which he is earning is for him yeah but if you are invited then it's okay okay the ulama when they are um, yani, uh, asked for fatwa be careful uh, you know in, in uh, the system of computers not ulama of course computers if you feed the computer or the calculator. If you put four plus four, it will give you how much? Eight. But if you put four plus two, it will give you six. You have eight, but you are given four plus two. You are lying to the calculator, and the calculator will give you the answer. Now, if we come to the sheikh and tell him that, okay, yes, sheikh, I am working in a bank, but I'm not. I have nothing to do with the riba. I have nothing to do with this. I'm on this side. This sheikh will accept what you say, and he will give you that. Now, this Sheikh now, Jazakallah Khair, is saying that if you, the person is earning haram, you still will accept his invitation because his earning is his earning. There are some other Sheikh also, other fatwa say that if his earning of haram, less than halal, then you can go. The third fatwa we have mentioned already, that if he is earning, even part of his earning, incoming, is haram, from this bank, then go. Which one will we take? Don't rush. When it comes to a person who is a alim or a good guy, if he accepts this invitation and go and eat with this person, people will say, oh, no problem. Khalas, this sheikh came and he ate with him. So his, halal, his earning is okay. Ah, be careful. 
Like what Muhammad did when a person, when they brought him a dead Sahabi, died, and they want him to make salah on him, he refused to make salah on him. Why? Because he was in debit. But he said to Sahaba, pray on your brother. Why? Because he وسلم, wanted to show that debit is very bad. Now, if you are a person who is known among your people, and you are alim, or you know, have knowledge of Islam, and people respect you, don't answer this invitation. When people see you as a good guy coming to this person who is earning some way or other from haram, then they say, halas, no problem. If this guy has accepted his invitation, then everybody will follow. And maybe they will fall into bribe or haram or riba because the sheikh accepted this, so it's no problem. So it depends. It depends on the case. What is the case you're talking about? What's the person? Who is the person who's invited? Yes, I have a question here, but it's out of the topic. Uh, no. Strange question. Uh, if God is all able, can God create a heavy stone which God cannot lift by Himself? <laughs> now, this this question has come across to this brother from another person. Okay. So he's answer, uh, asking that how we can answer this question. The answer is easy to say. First of all, Inna Allah ala kulli shayin qadir. Inna Allah. Ala kulli shay'in qadir. Whatever he wants to do, he is capable of. But these silly questions. Can Allah create someone stronger than him? Can Allah put this universe into a, an egg? Yeah, these questions are not really to be acceptable. A guy who is asking such a question, he is not looking for truth or fact. He is just trying to play around with someone who is calling him for Islam. Like this person now here. And the brother who put this question, he's saying that he received this from other people. This person who was asking this question, the original one, is not running for a truth. Ish had saying that, can Allah create a stone that he cannot carry? Ish had uh, This question is from Kafir. I know. It's from a Kafir. It has to be from a Kafir. It cannot be from a Muslim. So, in this case now, such a person who tell him, listen, first of all, Inna Allah ala kulli shayin Allah is capable of everything. And he's capable to make you nothing. He's capable to give you hidayah and not to give you hidayah also. Ask, uh, ask uh, 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 some kind of question that really can be discussed. Not questions like this. But this guy, this kafir, and if you are working on the internet as an example in the da'wah or so on, or if you meet a kafir, a Hindu, he will ask the silly questions. Yani, don't answer these such questions because these are silly. He asks you some good questions like, you know, why you say that Islam is the best? Give me proofs, then give him proofs. Give him that Islam is the best system in the social life. Islam is the best system in the political life. Islam is the best system in the economic life, financial life. You cannot find better than that because this is all by Allah. Show him how Islam is best. Show him. But if he's asking such questions, I don't think this guy deserves, actually, if you have an answer. More questions there? Any questions, the brother? Yes. If there's no questions, inshallah, we'll see you, inshallah, next week. Jazakum Allah khair for attending, and we'll see you, inshallah, next week.